Good morning. Today, we will revisit the COVID situation in Japan as the country extends lockdown measures in major parts till the end of this month. We will then discuss Somalia's decision to restore diplomatic relations with Kenya and finally look at the deteriorating relationship between China and Australia. Today is Tuesday the 11th of May. I am Arunava and you're listening to the Leaders Brief by Egomonk. Japan extended its lockdown for major areas including Tokyo, Osaka, Kyoto and Hyogo despite the possibility of a strong economic impact. One of Asia's largest economies, Japan is continuing to see a rise in the number of covid cases. Till last week, the country had recorded over 600,000 cases and 10,000 deaths due to the 2019 coronavirus. To prevent any catastrophic pressure on its health infrastructure, Prime Minister Yoshihide Suga's cabinet took the decision to extend emergency in the four prefectures, adding Aichi and Fukuoka to the list. Tokyo, Osaka, Kyoto and Hyogo have been under lockdown measures since April 17th. Depending on the extent of the measures imposed, Japan would see a second quarter GDP growth of 0.5 to 1%. Announcing the extension of the COVID emergency in the six prefectures, Prime Minister Suga said the country would ramp up its vaccination drive. Presently, Japan is being criticized for its slow vaccine rollout and despite having procured a considerable amount of doses, only a little over 2% of the country's population have received at least one shot and presently vaccination eligibility is restricted to healthcare workers and those aged above 65. Japan aims to ramp up its COVID-19 vaccine rollout to 1 million shots administered per day in coming weeks and the prime minister has assured that all safety measures will be taken to host this year's summer olympics. In terms of procuring vaccines, the country is in talks with Moderna and Novavax for 200 million doses to be delivered by next year. Presently under a deal with Moderna, the company is expected to supply 50 million doses by the end of September, but the vaccine is yet to be approved by the Japanese government. Japan is presently relying on Pfizer and BioNTech's two-dose vaccine. Moving on to some news from the African continent. Last week, Somalia announced its decision to restore ties with Kenya 6 months after it had severed relations with Nairobi. After the Kenyan government hosted the leadership of Somaliland, a breakaway state it does not recognize. Relationships have been tense between the two African neighbors for the last couple of years. Even before Somalia had cut diplomatic ties with Kenya in December last year, the two countries had strained relations over disputed Somali territory in the Kenyan border. Last December, after Nairobi hosted Musa Bihi Abdi, the president of Somaliland, Mogadishu blocked Kenyan imports of khat, an important part of bilateral trade between the sub-Saharan nations. Somalia has time and again accused Kenya of interfering in the electoral process of Jubaland, a region of Somalia that borders Kenya. Kenya, on the other hand, has maintained that it has no involvement in Somalia's border problems. In fact, last year, a Djibouti-led fact-finding mission dismissed Somalia's allegations against Kenya, prompting Mogadishu to claim that Djibouti was influenced by Nairobi. Apart from being a crucial security partner to Kenya in the battle against Al-Shabaab, Jubaland is a resource-rich area with potential offshore oil and gas deposits. For Somalia, whose economy has deteriorated steadily over the past few years, the region holds potential for an economic revival depending on political stability. In terms of industry activity, the harvesting and export of charcoal remains lucrative. However, the trade has been banned by United Nations Security Council resolution. Kenya along with Ethiopia has continued to support a Jubaland regional state through a grand stabilization plan. The conflict is now seeing other African countries get involved and may transform into a major concern for stability in sub-Saharan Africa. However, by normalizing ties, Somalia is expected to gain more than Kenya, which remains one of the largest economies in the region. In comparison, Somalia was placed at the decision point of the heavily indebted Poor Countries Initiative on March 25th last year. 
The country, however, has scope for rapid economic development and with foreign aid could see its GDP accelerate at almost 3% year-on-year. Moving on to some news from the Indo-Pacific, in another step adding to the rapidly deteriorating relationship between China and Australia, Beijing last week announced that it has indefinitely suspended key economic dialogue with Canberra for what it called Australia's Cold War mindset and ideological discrimination. The announcement comes weeks after Australia decided to scrap two projects involving Beijing's Belt and Road Initiative. The deals were among four projects the Australian federal government vetoed to cancel under a legislation that gave it the power to overrule international agreements by lower-level administrations that violated national interest. China had called the move another unreasonable provocation by Australia and Beijing's foreign ministry had said it was proving the possibility of taking further action. Australia, which sees its largest international trade volume with China at almost $200 billion, also forms an important part of Xi Jinping's BRI dream. However, over the last three years, relations have heavily deteriorated between the two trade partners. Australia was the first country to ban equipment manufactured by Chinese tech giant Huawei for developing 5G in the country. Last year, in April, Australian Foreign Minister Maris Payne called for a global inquiry into the origins of the coronavirus pandemic, including China's handling of the initial outbreak in the city of Wuhan on national television. Since then, Beijing has targeted a series of Australian businesses including barley, beef, wine, timber, lobster, sugar, copper and coal. But despite the strains, the two countries saw $731 billion worth of trade last year. That is all for today. Thank you for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with more happenings from around the world. Tune into Egomong to stay updated on the latest happenings and their impact on global trade, technology and innovation. Egomong helps you make sense of change. We are a global intelligence platform delivering asymmetric outcomes by bringing organizations closer to the communities they want to serve and the leaders they wish to influence. Visit our website insights.egomong.com that is i-n-s-i-g-h-t-s dot e-g-o-m-o-n-k dot c-o-m to subscribe and make better and faster decisions today. If you wish to collaborate with us, then please email us at contact at the rate egomonk.com. Mm-hmm.